0: Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.
1: In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future.
2: This is Rebecca Turner, and thank you for listening to the Good Things Podcast here on Super Talk Mississippi. Good afternoon, Super Talk Mississippi. You are tuned into your radio happy hour. That's the good things. I'm your host, Rebecca Turner. Now don't forget, you can listen to good things. We are streaming live over at supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Super Talk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always listen to us on your local Super Talk Mississippi radio station. And you can watch good things too. We are on your computer or your mobile device if you just head on over to supertalktv.com. And I believe that adding art to our neighborhoods is a good thing, don't you? And joining us today is Miss Anna Sinclair. She's a registered nurse, a mother of three, and now she's an artist. She began painting different hydrants in her Tupelo's Joiner neighborhood this past summer, and to me, that's a really good thing. Hey, Anna. Hey. It's so good to have you on here, and I know you've been painting fire hydrants for a while now, but we can go back to warmer weather, which would be back in, in May when you first got started. Tell us about this Art on Fire project there in your neighborhood. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that? Yes. Can you tell us about the Art on Fire project that's there in your Tupelo neighborhood?
3: Oh, yeah. I started renting a house in the Joyner neighborhood, and I saw saw something on the Joyner Neighborhood Association website that about the Art on Fire. Um, what you do is pick out what design you want, and I'll draw it out and take it to the... Uh, Ms. Leslie Mark takes it to the fire station, and they approve of it or not, and then I paint
2: it. And then you just add a little bit of cheer there to your neighborhood. So what got kind of behind, why fire hydrants? I mean, typically it's not something you look at as being a canvas for art, but you've turned them into some beautiful things. Was there a specific reason why the fire hydrants were chosen?
3: That's what the brochure said. It had to be
2: fire. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, Anna? That's a pretty good. uh, That's a pretty good response. What was your first drawing? What did I mean? First painting on a hydrant. Who'd you paint on there? The house I'm I did Mario. Was Mario special to one of the kids in your house, or what gave you that inspiration? Um,
3: my three-year-old and six-year-old like Mario.
2: Well, I think he's a pretty cool character. You did a really good job. Did you have any painting background prior to starting to paint on the fire hydrants?
3: I mean, I've always painted, but I hadn't had professionally, like lessons or anything. Sorry, there's. Sounds like they may put one of those fire hydrants to use if that's. The... Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, I hadn't been to a lesson or anything. I just doodle and if you put something in front of me, I can draw it.
2: Well, you translate that very well to the fire hydrants that you've done. You've done I think 6 now, is that correct, Anna? I believe so. And the last one was for autism awareness. What what was the thinking behind that?
3: Um the lady that lives there, like I said, they get to choose what they want, so she has some form of some form of Autism in her household. I don't know if it's a child or who, but and then one of my best friends, she has a um, autistic child, so I I was agreeable to. I really wanted that one to go up. I wanted to do a breast cancer awareness one.
2: Well, I read where there's 50 fire hydrants in your neighborhood. Obviously, not everybody's going to want theirs uh, painted, but you. It seems like the sky's the limit. Will you paint them all if they? If they want you to? Ma'am. I said, will you paint more if you're requested to? Oh, yeah.
3: I'd be glad to.
2: Well, I think it's a wonderful thing, Anna, that you're doing there in your neighborhood. And I think more neighborhoods should embrace this idea of bringing in the personal art. So you'll have to let us know when you when you get some more up. I will do. All righty. Happy Thanksgiving. A happy Thanksgiving to you, too. All righty, there you go, Miss Anna Sinclair. There of the Joiner neighborhood in Tupelo. Are you familiar with that Tupelo there, um, Rhino? I know that's where him and some of the other here on staff grew up. I think it's a wonderful idea. You think about people taking unique things in their in their communities and adding that personal twist of art. I'm thinking back to Oxford. You have the bus stops there that they painted the back of. You've got murals going up in all of our communities around Mississippi. I think in Meridian, you have swans that are around town. There's some guitars, I think think.
1: Yeah, that's downtown Tupelo.
2: That's downtown Tupelo, and I'm, this is me thinking off the top of my head from all the good conversations we had here over good things. And then also you've got the pianos there in Cleveland. So, you know, when you think about the arts, it's not just necessarily music or you know, uh writing. I mean, Mississippians are also visually talented as well. Are you familiar with the Joiner neighborhood? Oh, yeah. I think we had a great uh story about them last holiday season. With Christmas lights, would they be one that you would go and look, drive through and watch the Christmas lights?
1: Yeah, they usually have a pretty good show set up. The the neighborhood tends to get involved with a lot of stuff, and uh, Christmas lights is definitely on their their s- seasonal calendar.
2: Well, just add painted fire hydrants to a list of things that you can do in your community if you're looking for a way to give back. But if you've been over to the Good Things Facebook group, you may see there's uh, one of our very own. That would be our own Miss. Uh, In a Mississippi Minute host, Steve Azar, he dropped in to visit a fourth grade class at MAUE during the Mississippi, their Mississippi, my home rehearsal. And so he sang his one Mississippi song, which he wrote, um, which is officially our new state song. And so you can see the kindness that he gave to those kids to get a little music lesson from someone like Steve really lit up their day. And man, what a really cool and good thing, um, good thing there. So yeah, anytime you can give back in that way and using your gifts and talents, I think is a lot of fun. We've already seen Jeff in Oxford text you in with soccer balls, goals, and all the things. Are you geared up for that? When does that kick off, Rano?
1: I'm actually uh, watching it right now. It's on oh, the screen in front of you.
2: Is it okay? Who are we watching?
1: We're watching USA take on Wales in the group stage. This is the first match for the U.S. in a World Cup in over 3,000 days.
2: You you weren't counting or anything like that at all? no. No, you weren't counting at all. Okay, well, this is exciting. So I guess there's probably a lot of folks who are at work on a Monday during a holiday week who are also trying to multitask by watching something that only comes around. Every so often. Yeah, if
1: I'm going to be distracted, it's going to be for something that's a special event. And this has been eight years in the making, so I'm a little distracted at the moment.
2: Well, USA is up for one. What's that mean? They made a goal?
1: Yeah, they had a first half goal. I'm I'm trying not to spoil it for anybody that's recording it, because they're at work right now.
2: They're at work right now. Okay. All right. We will. Mum is the word on that well that's going to be hard we're in real time here on good things <laughs> so it's going to be so basically rhino's like the guy at the wedding who's trying to focus on the main event but he's got his ear pods in and he's going to st- <laughs> and we're going to be like why what and it's going to be like, oh no. it would right. have to
1: be a very special person for me to be at the wedding during a world cup match but since this is my job and uh, <laughs> i only have a certain number of allotted days off I'm saving my my vacation day to burn on Tuesday of next week for the third match of the group stage. So I won't be here next Tuesday. I'll be watching match three.
2: Match three, which we hope um, all goes well. Well, you know, I'm a soccer fan because you're a soccer fan, and I think so many are rooting for even if we don't understand it just because you definitely um, enjoy it. But we're also rooting for Beth Hennington. Y'all may remember her. She joined us here on Good Things uh, not too long ago. She geared up for the Christmas Cookie Challenge that aired last night on the Food Network. And did any of y'all doubt her? I didn't doubt her. Not after meeting her. She uh, she has been crowned this year's Christmas Cookie Champion. So she got the gold Christmas uh, ornament as they sort of present at her and she got the $10,000, which we, which she shared with us here on good things that her credit cards will be excited, which I know (laughs) many of us would look at that the same way too, but it's not over with. So the way it works is I can't remember if it's five nights, five different episode she won her episode and got her 10,000 and then everyone who wins on their episode will come back together and then they will compete again I'm sure for another title like the ultimate Christmas cookies something another or something who knows and so we will keep our eyes out on that for sure um, and when we can get get back out there and sort of uh, cheer for her. But she is the Vanillin, which I truly appreciate. And kudos to her. Mississippi out there just really racking up and winning things. If you missed that, you can catch it over on the Good Things uh, Facebook group. But, you know, it's that time of year. It is Thanksgiving. We are here a few days away. You're probably already geared up for what you are going to eat or what you're looking forward to. So, Let's hear it. Let's hear what you're looking forward to on Thursday. Is it the main event? Is it the sides? Is it the dessert? Let's talk turkey. 601-879-4395. We've got that and more coming up next. forget you can watch Good Things. We are on your computer, your mobile device. You can watch it on Roku, Amazon Fire TV devices. You can even watch us on YouTube. You can now watch Good Things. We are live on C Spire TV. If you have C Spire TV, you can find Super Talk on Channel 70 right next to the Weather Channel, which I think is where Jeff and Oxford is also multitasking, listening to Good Things. Nope. Today on the radio and watching the U.S. And versus Wells on the TV, which I know Jeff in Oxford usually is a ceasefire TV watcher, but we appreciate you multitasking today. Uh, either way, that is. But I've been told Mum's the word on ruining anything for the inaction action for uh, for the cup. So we're not going to ruin that for you if you are not multitasking while watching good things. But we will be celebrating. If you're excited then sort of we're excited. Hey, I did want to make a change I saw where I mentioned All the art in our local communities and how cool that is. I think I said it wrong. I said Meridian had swans. That is Hattiesburg. Hattiesburg has the painted swans in their communities. Meridian has the carousel horses. Tupelo has the guitars. If I left you, Cleveland has the uh, pianos. If your community has something unique and painted, Throughout it, which now Tupelo also, in the Joiner neighborhood, has the painted fire hydrant. So if you got something cool like that, um, let us know on the text line, 601 879 In the Good Things Facebook group, I did put a shout out, or I guess I shared, from Paint Clarksdale, where they have had artists come out. And they have painted a lot of new uh, visuals throughout Clarksdale as well. It's their Paint the Town took place and it seems to become more appreciative of the interested in what they're trying to do there so you can go and see uh, the different surprises throughout the year there in Clarksdale in terms of where they're painting murals who they're painting them to and dedicating them to as as well so lots of good stuff lots of good things going on sort of visually within our within our communities let's move to some tips and tricks though we're moving right into colder weather season we're also moving into that Thanksgiving holiday you know that that's coming up that sort of gets glossed over. Yes, you know, the turkey that gets put up before all the Christmas Day course probably should go up. But before that, you got some cold weather coming, or we've already had a little bit of cold weather, and that means we're getting out our space heaters. And I saw this. I also shared it in the Good Things Facebook group, and I think every year it is a good Thing to remind you that you do not plug your space heaters into power strips or extension cords. And I know some of you just huff and puff at me and rolled your eyes because you know that great bit of information. Here's the thing, though. You younger generations don't. So... Here is your friendly reminder to remind your children, your grandchildren, your college days kids that are in their first apartment. Because I don't think you could have space heaters in college dorms. Don't remember. but um, I don't
1: think you're supposed to have a lot of stuff in college, college dorms, dorms shows up. That
2: shows up. Fair. Okay. But I remember, or well, was joking with my husband, because we had to plug in. In fact, our little, our heat went out um, last night. And anyway, it's fixed now. But we have a little space heater, and we joke that they don't make space heaters like they used to. When we first got married, back in our day, right, almost 20 years ago now, we had like an old, real-deal space heater that, bless it, it, caught, it had electrical fire to it. We were there. Everything was safe. And fine, but they don't make them like that anymore. I mean, it basically put out fire, not literally, but, well, literally, at the end of its life, it did put out fire. But it it would really, like, heat up an entire room. Like, it was a real-deal space heater. Fast forward now, your space heaters don't really put out the same kind of warmth that uh, they did at one time because of safety features and all the things. So keeping us safe, I know, is a good thing. I digress. All that to say, I didn't know why. You don't. You wonder why? Can't you do it if it's got like the three prongs and it fits? Apparently, our power strips are not designed to handle the high current flow that is required by the space heater. So your space heater is not what catches on fire. It is the the power strip that does. And so that in turn is a, is an unfortunate scenario. It's so, for
1: that same reason that you usually don't have space heaters plugged into extension cords as well the generally space heaters have the correct length of cord at the right voltage Uh and amperage to do the job and if you try to extend that you're you're getting into well electrical engineers would hate me for trying to break it down so i'll just basically say if you ever plug something in and the cable that it's plugged into the the wire it's plugged into starts warming up you're pulling too much through that Ah, cable.
2: i never even thought of it that way or even thought to check that so there's your friendly reminder for that there's your safety uh recommendation um just yeah and you know what don't assume that your kids know that if they've got an apartment of their own or maybe they're out and about in their new life, uh, married or whatever, just go on and say, you probably know this, but if you're going to plug in a space heater, just go ahead and plug it straight into the wall. Um, You don't want anything tragic to happen. But speaking of space, if you're looking for ways to make space in your refrigerator, because let's face it, some of you have been on the cooking train since this weekend. You're going to stay on it through Thursday, even beyond, depending on your schedule and all the crazy things. And this is the time of year every year you're like, man, we should have gotten that spare fridge to go in the garage or maybe you have that and you're also running out of room there. I saw this really cool hack that I shared on the Good Things Facebook group and you take your cooling racks that you're going to use come Christmas when you're making your own Christmas cookies or whatever it may be out or maybe it's where you... Put your um, cornbread muffins and things to sort of cool. But you take those and then you set them on top of other dishes like casserole dishes or bowls or things that you're putting the plastic wrap over or maybe doesn't have necessarily a top. Obviously, it's got to be a little something sturdy or you can even place another casserole dish on top of that. But it's basically increasing your surface space within your refrigerator if you just need to figure out a way to use it all uh, for a little bit of time it's one of those little hacks that you see and you go "Ah, well why didn't I think of that whenever whenever I needed it and now is the time that most of you need a little extra space in the refrigerator or maybe you hadn't cooked extra because you were like well where am I gonna where am I going to put it? Well, there you go. Instant shelving. You already have it in the little drawer under your oven that you never use. You know, those little cooling racks just go and sort of pull those out. The only other Thanksgiving hack that I saw that I shared that I go, oh, why, why hadn't I thought about that? Is if you're transporting all those leftovers honest for some of you this won't come till Thursday or Friday and then people in our neighborhood I've seen them this past weekend you're already having Thanksgiving um, gatherings and I think that's pretty cool you take the muffin the the tin muffin tins the reusable or the not the reusable excuse me the um, disposable ones you know what they look like you can buy them in little packs and they have the perfect little muffin size in them. And so say you're wanting to take leftovers back home or maybe you want to gift them to a loved one. you They're the perfect size for a perfect individual sort of portion. So you can put a little of the um, soup potato casserole. You can put the little mashed potatoes, a little bit of vegetables, whatever it may be. You put the meat in a little zip Ziploc bag and then you don't have to worry about now taking Grandma Sue 15 different. Containers for her to make one plate to heat up. I think it was absolutely um, genius. In fact, I will probably purchase a few of these for our home on Thursday because family want to take. They just want to take a plate home. They don't want to take leftovers home. They just want to take like another plate home, whether for later or for tomorrow. Right. And you don't want fifteen thousand zip top, zip lock, or glad, whatever containers to go out the door or have to stack this. So this, to me, is, um, is absolutely genius. Again, it's the little muffin tin. And then you can put the little saran wrap on top of it, and you shift all those leftovers. Shift or ship. <laughs> you shift them right out the front door. Isn't that funny? You have that main cook who's, like, working it to the bone right now, getting ready to, like, create a feast Two sizes bigger than whomever is actually showing up, and then they don't want any of it to stick around. It's like, grab something, take this away. I'm
1: tired of smelling it.
2: I'm tired of smelling it, whatever it may be. We've got more great art coming in on the text line. Tom, let us know that Belzoni has catfish statues around town. I should have started a list. I think this is really great. The city of Forest has painted chickens all around town. So who to have thunk it? chickens and catfish and guitars and pianos and swans and carousels a 6 i probably even missed something we've already stated so if you've got something around your town add it to the list 6018794395 we've got more good for you coming up next Listen to good things. We are streaming live over at Supertalk.fm. We're also streaming from the Supertalk Mississippi app. Of course, you can always find us on your local Supertalk Mississippi radio station. But if you are in Macomb today, you may have been able to grab or snag a turkey thanks to San Francisco 49er cornerback Charvarius Ward. Joining us today is Garland Ward, his uncle, to share about all the good that happened there in Macomb. Hey, Garland.
4: Hello. How are you?
2: I am doing well. You're probably tired from handing out all those turkeys today, huh?
4: Yes, ma'am.
2: What's the final count? How many did y'all give out today there in Macomb? Uh,
4: right over, a little over 300.
2: Well, I heard 320 to be exact, and this is yes. the second year you guys have done this in Macomb. So give us a background. Um, how did this get started?
4: Um, he wanted to, Tavaris wanted to find a way to give back to Macomb and doing little little things in the city. And so he decided to have a turkey drive uh, last year. And it was very successful last year, and he enjoyed doing it last year. So he came back again this year and did it over
2: again. Which, Javarius was kind and uh, joined us here on Good Things to talk about his inaugural sort of event. I know he's out doing what he's got to do in terms of football schedule. So it's always good to see that the show must go on, both on the field and off for the good things, even if he can't be there. So you guys got to step in. So what's it like watching him being able to transition or give back um, as he's transitioned to the next stage in his career, be able to give back to where he came from?
4: Well, it, it, it's 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 a joy to watch. Um, it's a wonderful thing, and, and watching him grow up from when he was small until now, and you know it's 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 amazing at the things he wanted to do and how much he loves this city and the people in this city, and and he just wants to show them how much he appreciates them for appreciating him, and so he 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 tries to give back on the, on everything he does, and and he does little small things. You know he 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 gives the he gives the kids all the time when he's here, so he does more than just the turkey drive. He does small things that he don't talk about why he's home.
2: And is that still home for you, Garland, or is that just where a Tarver- Tarverius grew up?
4: Well, McComb is home for me. Also, I um, I grew up in McComb also.
2: So, y'all, uh, position today. I think you started out this morning at ten o'clock, and you were there at the Boys and Girls Club of Southwest Mississippi. Why was that location important?
4: Because he was a, he 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 used to go to the Boys and Girls Club, and so he wanted to partner with the Boys and Girls Club. To, to, to do his turkey drive and to make things happen by partnership with them.
2: Well I think that's wonderful. And then again, three hundred and twenty turkeys went out today to families in the community. Was it did you pre select the families or was it kind of first come, first serve? Whoever whoever wanted one could show up and get one?
4: Yes ma'am, we we didn't pre select, it was just first come, first serve and and we the lines were started the line started at like 9. I think the first couple of people I saw in line was at like 8.30 when I got to work. And when I got to work, I parked and I saw cars lining up already on the side of the police department.
2: Well, I know that's a good feeling and a lot of cold fingers to hand out that many uh, turkeys. Who all came together to help volunteer um, to make this event possible?
4: Oh, Actually, it was a collaboration, and it, and it, and it, and it made me smile because it was South Pike High School football team, Macomb High School football team, and North Pike High School football team. Those volunteers from each football team.
2: That's awesome. That is awesome. Okay, so the 49ers, I'm not up on my football, Mr. Garland. Where are they? Where, where is he at work? Where is Tervarius uh, working this week?
4: They're in, they're playing tonight, and they're playing in Mexico.
2: Ah, okay. So will he be home for the holidays?
4: Uh, I doubt it because they play the Saints the Sunday after Thanksgiving.
2: Oh, alrighty. Well, now, you know what? Some people are sour at the Saints around here, so they can cheer for the home team <laughs> on the other side if they feel, <laughs> if they feel the need to. Well, I appreciate you stepping in for him today. I know he would have been here if he could. I'm so happy that he went forward with it, even though it didn't um, line up necessarily with his, uh, with his schedule. But what y'all did today collectively in Macomb to me was a really good thing. 320 families won't have to worry about a turkey this year. And they'll know that, you know, they were thought about So kudos to that
4: Yes, ma'am
2: All righty, thank you Thank you, ma'am so there, if you're mad at your sinks, then you can cheer for a Mississippian at the San Francisco 49ers. And uh, what a cool story. I know that was also in a partnership, too, with the Mississippi Food Network, which is a food bank headquartered here in central Mississippi. But they affiliate 56 counties um outside. And so they acquire, store and distribute food and household items to more than 430 member agencies, a lot of those actually being the boys and girls clubs in your neighborhoods where they have their after-school programs or their backpack programs or things of that nature. So I think it's really cool to watch uh, someone who – Recognize that their city was behind them. And what does Mississippi do well? We get behind our, our home team, right? If we've got someone who grew up in our hometown and then they went on to maybe the next level in their career or their art of choice, then it's always cool to watch them remember where they came from. And it feels like Traverius Ward has definitely, um, done that with his second annual, um, things. I'm sure that will become, a uh, yearly thing for him to sort of uh, do and give back. I remember him on last year and I was trying to remember Rhino because I asked him what was his um, favorite Thanksgiving thing. And I think should I should ask his uncle, but I think it was his the his grandmother's mac and cheese. I can't remember. But I appreciate the memes that go around that says that you need 10 years of experience and three resumes or three um, referrals before you can bring mac and cheese to to Thanksgiving uh, dinner. I feel like we all just have that one dish that we look forward to each and every year. For me, it's the chicken and dumplings. I know that's not really a Thanksgiving thing, but my mom don't make them often. She only makes them Thanksgiving, Christmas, Easter, and special occasions like family reunions. And it was one of the one recipes my grandmother was super intentional teaching her to make sure that it got passed down the way she believed the grandkids and everybody kind of liked it. So my mom's been very much the keeper of sort of that tradition and that recipe. And so it would be one that I hope I learn it to be able to continue it as it, as the years sort of go on i was trying to think of, of what else it may be what are you looking most forward to thursday i know you're headed to to um tupelo as soon as you can
1: i always look forward to the dressing that's just it's something that only comes out a couple times a year so i always look forward to it
2: that's funny you mentioned that today is actually national stuffing day we can a mm. big fight Whether it's stuffing versus dressing versus whatever it may be. Some cooks choose to stuff the bird with crust of bread, vegetable, herbs, and spices. Other of you prepare a similar dish alongside the turkey. If you have a a very... A strong opinion on which way it should go, you can definitely uh, let us know that on the text line six zero one eight seven nine four three nine five you know the mac and cheese, yes, should probably come with um res like have a resume or references should you think, but I think the stuffing and the and the and or the dressing, whatever you want to call it or do with it should should bear more weight for. How good are you at this? Because Yeah, cuz
1: I mean making dressing I would I would say is a little bit more difficult to make yes. really good dressing than to cheese. make good mac and cheese. With with mac and cheese really if you great. just splurge a little bit on the ingredients or have a little heavy hand with with some of the dairy in there, it's going to be better than your average back mac and cheese, but dressing is 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 where you can really show off how to make something relatively simple,
2: really tasty. Tasty. Not too dry, not too soupy. If you're going to add in the celery and the onions, thinly or smallly diced or chopped, you don't want the big crunchiness that sort of comes with it that so many um, can can find their way into it. Yeah, I mean, if you end up with several pans of dressing that wind up at the same Thanksgiving, it's, it's not like the crowd chose you know, raise their hand to say Aunt Sue's was the best. But by the end of the Thanksgiving meal, you can see the popular vote because the pan will be much further down along of going back for seconds versus, you know, some of the some of the others. And I say, you know what, if you if you take home a tray that was barely touched don't get your feelings hurt. Just tell yourself, you know what? I've been released from this duty for the upcoming years. Apparently, until Aunt Sue meets Jesus, I do not need to compete with her dressing. And then you can either bypass bringing anything other than maybe a bottle of wine or a glass of or a bottle of sweet tea. Try a dessert. Try something something else. Don't question why people aren't eating it. Just assume the people spoke. And it just didn't fancy their taste buds, right? No room for hard feelings over Thanksgiving. All right, stick with us. We got more for you coming up next.
0: Beat positive and stories that make you smile. This is good things with Rebecca Turner on Super Talk Mississippi, the Super Talk app, and at Supertalk.fm the ground the
1: ground that's
2: you can watch good things on your computer your mobile device, just head on over to supertalktv.com. Don't forget AARP during National Family Caregivers Month. Be sure to visit aarp.org slash ms or the AARP Mississippi Facebook page to find info and resources to help you on your caregiving journey. And hey, over at supertalk.fm if you're already looking for the perfect stocking stuffer, got you covered. Tickets for the 2023 Dixie National Rodeo are now on sale. So the Dixie National Rodeo, which is touted as the largest professional rodeo east of the mississippi river it is taking place we're already going to 2023 y'all february 20 i mean 10th through the 12th and then february the 15th through the 18th so if you want good seats and you want to make sure you get them secured now would be the time and i will say if you're driving through the central area or you live in the area pro tip Go to the box office and buy your tickets and bypass all the Ticketmaster hoopla. I get some of you cannot do that. But, hey, here's your heads up. If you've got family coming through or you live and got family around, send them there to buy them on site and then save yourself significant, um, significant cash. So there is your little bit of tip for the day. Now, I appreciate Bob who said we were talking about, while ago that if aunt sue ups your stuffing or dressing say you brought two yours didn't get eaten eaten i said just tuck your tail and go home bring something else the next next year don't get your feelings hurt everybody loves aunt sue's dressing and he said nope then you would be taking the easy way out you need to raise the bar on your dressing and next year and take take on aunt sue your family will love it and i think hey that's an interesting twist i would say to keep it light and airy you don't let aunt sue know that you're coming for her dressing throat that you just sort of up your game throughout the year maybe perfect your recipe and then let public opinion decide at the next uh, thanksgiving table or you could ask Aunt Sue, God bless Aunt Sue, if there's an Aunt Sue listening to good things. We adore you. You probably don't make dressing, and that's okay, too. What her secret is, and maybe you can be past the torch uh, for when the time comes that she can no longer afford to 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 give that part of the Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving meal. But you bring up a good point, Bob. You can sort of figure out the way to win over the heart if you are danged and determined in that particular area of the Thanksgiving, um, the Thanksgiving meal. I did have a few tips and tricks though that I have found that I thought, huh, these would be good for, for you. You might want them or stick them in the back of your mine for when you're doing leftovers. If you ever had a turkey that maybe just got a little drier than you necessarily wanted it to, that can be a not a good thing. But they, the pros say use chicken broth. You, if you've overcooked your bird and before you sort of Serve dried out meat. You can drizzle it with warm chicken broth and it will moisten the meat and add flavor. So you wouldn't want to do this with regular water. That would be bad. You wouldn't have soupy turkey. You And I feel like this is a spritz. Not a pour, it's a drizzle, it's kind of a splash, it's not a soak. Um, And the chicken broth, obviously, when it had flavor, they're both poultry. You wouldn't want to use beef. You could probably get away with vegetable stock. So, if you really do have a super dry bird, you can give that um, a try to revive it. I love this too measuring cups as a fat separator. I never really thought about it, but if you wanted to use the fat, from some of the renderings to put back in some of the recipes for super uh, flavorful um, additive, then you can pour your drippings into a heat-proof measuring cup. You pop it in the freezer, and then as the drippings cool, the fat will rise quicker to the top and solidify, making it easier to skim off with the spoon and to use. I'm thinking right now, oh, my God. Gosh, that would be so good in your mashed potatoes or in some of your other recipes if you wanted to have that, you know, flavor infused fat or lard. Yes, it's Thanksgiving, we're allowed to go for it, go all in for it, um, other than just waiting for it to cool or bypassing it sort of all together. There may be a flavorful tip and trick that you can try this year that might just make your stuffing. A little bit better than Aunt Sue's. And two, if you're looking for a way to keep all of your recipes in order, the pros say you should have them on your kitchen cabinets. You shouldn't have them out on books or on your digital devices that can get splashed and destroyed. You print them out and you put them up on your cabinet so you can see and refer to them easily. And I thought, well, wouldn't that be a smart thing to do? And somebody said, huh. Aunt Sue would need to put her recipe up on a cabinet. She knows it by heart by now. Oh, poor Aunt Sue. She's felt very attacked today. We love you here on Good Things and your, and your dressing. We appreciate you all, too. Thank you to those that are multitasking uh, along with Rhino. I know it's been exciting. Leave it at that. You got more coming up next. You got the boys with Sports Talk Mississippi from 3 to 6. We'll be back tomorrow at 2. But until then, I hope you all find time for the good things.
4: Give good things for you. Give good things for you.